0: Good morning, welcome to episode 63 of the 476ers podcast. We're going to talk about yesterday's Sixers Toronto game. So stay tuned. Yeah, Uh, 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 yo. Justice for the blind. Just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome to episode 63 of the 476ers podcast. Obviously, we're going to talk about yesterday's Toronto game, uh, which we won. Um, uh, let's see here. Am I going to be positive? Doo, doo, doo. We're going to spin the wheel. I am going to be positive for right now. And then it's going to get negative, I promise you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry ahead of time. Um, so yesterday, listen, yesterday was a great win. <clears throat> um, that Toronto team, like I said in the last podcast, you know, they're winless. Obviously, they're still winless, but um, they're winless. They're a prideful team. They got guys who are champions, right? Kyle Lowry's a champion, Pascal's a champion, OG Ananobi was there, Fred Van Vliet is a champion, Norman Powell, Normal Norman is a champion. They got a lot of champions on that team, right? Um, they obviously they lost Marcus, they lost Serge. Those are big losses for them. Uh underrated losses. You know, for, for people to act like they could still be, you know, a top three seed after losing what, what amounts to, you know, while, while they're older, while Mark and Serge are obviously older, they amount to essentially one excellent center, right? One excellent NBA center. When you look at the end of the game, you know, and you look at their stats combined, they're, they're one very good NBA center. Um, essentially, there's no drop-off. When you go from Mark to Serge, there's no drop-off. Well, they don't have that anymore. The other thing about that too is when you look at previous games against us, one lineup that Nick Nurse used to love to run out there was to run out Mark and Serge together. Why? Because, you know, Ben, obviously, no offensive ability. Uh, You put Surge on Ben, and you allow them both to frustrate Joel, essentially. You allow them to frustrate Joel in the paint. I promise you, when we see the Lakers, that's what's going to happen, right? You're going to have AD, you're going to have Mark pretty much trying to frustrate Joe as much as possible. You know what I mean? Um, And now they don't have that option anymore. Uh, So, you know, they're running out pascal and and og and an Obi and and whatever they, they don't have the big men to contend with Serge anymore they don't have the point of contact to i'm sorry to contend with joel they don't have the point of contact which used to be mark which was a, a wall right against joe if joe has enough one-on-one time against mark he can probably score on him but when it's just joe uh, when it's just uh, you know enough one-on-one time sorry but when it's Alex Len and Aaron Baines. Well, there's, you know, what are you going to do? There's only so much those two guys can really do to stop Joe. There there is nothing they can do to stop Joe. Um, The big difference about today's game was, well, you know, I mentioned this last year about our defense, the defensive strategy, which was to require Joe to never leave the rim, which allowed his guy to shoot a ton of open three pointers. You know, and I mentioned that last year, and I said I don't think that's Joe. I don't think Joe wants that to happen. I pretty feel relatively certain that is our defensive game plan. Well, our game plan changed, and therefore, Aaron Baines, who against us has been a notorious fucking sharpshooter, has hit a ton of threes. Did not hit any threes against us yesterday, right? I, I don't think he hit any threes. Let me make sure. Uh, the one three that he did hit was called back. Um, one for eight. Yeah, oh for three. Uh, well, that's a big difference in in the past because of our defensive game plan. Now we have sir, we have we have Joe chasing him off the defense, the the the, the uh, making sure he doesn't get any open three pointers. Um, so so anyway, point is this team. You see, you know, you, you could see the intensity of the game. The game was intense. You know what I mean. In the first quarter not so intense. That was our fault, um, which I'll I'll talk to in, about, talk about in a second. Um, but by the second, third, fourth quarter, well, not even the second quarter, third, fourth quarter, it got intense. The Raptors wanted to win that game. I mean, Pascal Pascal fouls out uh, on the intentional foul at the end of the game and essentially walks to the locker room. Immediately. He doesn't even dap up or anything. He just leaves. He leaves the court um, because they wanted that win. They needed that win. Honestly, 0-3. You, no one wants to start 0-3. Look, they'll be fine. They're a good team. I think they're going to make trades. They're going to they're have a trade to make it. Actually, I've been talking about this for a while. I think they're a dark horse to trade for for James Harden. I don't know what that trade looks like, and maybe I'll talk a little bit about what I think could happen. Um, I think they could be a dark horse to trade for James Harden. Uh, point being, anyway. <clears throat> so the good Joe, I mean MVP. Again, this is MVP, right? Because again, this is not Joe is not scoring just to score right now. You know what I mean? Which is a a thing I think that we've seen him do in the past. He, it it just, is just, and it's hard to tell. Basketball is such an interesting, basketball is such a sport of feel. You know what I mean? Where, where, again, we talked about a million times, especially when we're talking about LeBron, right? It's about like LeBron's history, not now, but in the past where it's like, yeah, I know you scored 35, but why did I feel like you disappeared down the stretch or in moments when, when you were needed didn't seem like you were available, right? Basketball is a game of feel, more like any other game. Even when it comes to things like, you know, bat, if you play basketball, you know this. And you if you watch enough basketball, you know this. The feel of ball movement where the ball seems to gain this energy as it swings from pass to pass to pass, you can almost guarantee the shot is going to go in. You know, this energy, that's that, that that energy goes from place to place to place and it hits basketball is a game of feel more than any other game I think in in sports more than any sports basketball is a game of feel to me. Um, and maybe I'm wrong, you know, maybe baseball is and I just don't know, but to me basketball is that. Um, so so you feel when the game every time the game seems to be slipping a little bit here comes Joe. You know what I mean, here comes Joe. In the first half he just he hits the one three pointer, he, he doesn't really shoot often in the first quarter um he hits that one three but then it's just getting just just willing himself to the free throw line essentially as many times as possible just being a menace on defense he finished with two steals and two blocks uh and a ton of other great plays i mean the aaron baines play obviously gets caught in that pick and roll recovers blocks aaron baines aaron baines gets the rebound goes back up and misses because joe is still there affecting the shot obviously that's not another block but it's joe affecting that shot so so essentially aaron goes over two in that moment and it's and joe only gets one block it's almost like he had two blocks right um the, the one steal on another pick another pick and roll where uh, kyle lowry tries to thread a pass and joe could have been maybe a kickball i don't know but it's essentially joe's defense which causes a, which joe then steals the ball essentially but uh, he blows up the pick and roll right um just doing everything on defense. Obviously, you know, he almost gets injured. I, I don't know what happened. I'm assuming that that injury was a, I, I'm going to go ahead with what I think happened. And I, you know, who the fuck am I? I think maybe he got a cramp or a Charlie horse, because if you've ever, if you've ever bent in a weird position, um, if you've ever bent your, you know, sat on your knees in a weird position long enough, or, or, or I, I don't know how it happens. This has happened to me in the past where you're kind of in this weird position on your knees, you know what I mean, maybe doing something freaky. And what happens is you start getting a cramp, you know, in, in, your, in your hamstring. The only reason why I'm assuming that is because it's weird, right? He goes down on one knee. He goes down on both knees, gets one knee up, passes the ball, then rolls over and grabs his hamstring, right? Then he gets up, he walks to the bench. And then as he's walking on his way to the tunnel, he starts hopping on one leg again. And it's just confusing. And then he comes back and he's fine. So I almost wonder if he was getting maybe a hamstring, maybe he was getting a Charlie horse in his hamstring there. Um, I, I don't know. You know, based on the face he was making, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was the almost a Charlie horse. I don't know. You know, it just seems weird. So anyway, um, you know, leaves the game. Which at that point, I, you know, I'm I'm impending doom. Credit to Toby, who I'll give him some credit, but I'm I'm you right now, I'm gonna shit on him in a second. But um, credit to Toby who does during that stretch it's not just toby during that stretch toby has two big layups and i think and then seth has a couple big plays i'll get to seth in a second ultimately though it's joe i mean this is mvp level joe you know what i mean he finished ultimately he finishes with what uh he finishes with 29 16 rebounds four assists two steals two blocks right now in the season five turnovers not great um but listen In the past against this Raptors team, he would finish with, like, 16 points, maybe. Eight rebounds and five turnovers. You know what I mean? The turnovers are because of, one, not making quick enough decisions early on. He started doing that in the second half, though, especially. Really started making fast decisions, which I love to see. Um, And, you know, they have, like, that entire Raptors lineup, other than Aaron Baines, who's an okay average Center defender. Those four, the four perimeter guys are all average to elite or above average to elite defenders. I would say that Van Fleet is an above average defender. If he was the only undersized person there, he would be maybe he'd be even an elite defender. Kyle is obviously an elite defender. Pascal, elite, OG Ananobi, elite defenders. Um, so when they collapse on a double team, they don't make mistakes. You know, over the last couple of games, you saw teams collapse on double teams. They would they would over-collapse. And what would happen is Joe would then be able to swing through, swing through, split, and get to the rim. Uh, in, in a lot of the plays, if you watch, especially OG collapsing, OG never over-commits. You know, he just never over-commits. He's in the right spot. Um, so, you know, they're a pain in the ass. Let's be clear. They're a pain in the ass. Um, to to beat down... 10 12 points to them and when joe comes back as soon as joe comes back essentially he's gone for four minutes he comes back we immediately make a run and tie it um joe leaves starts getting shaky he comes back we close out the game you know what i mean every time joe is on the court over the last half of the game the first quarter not so much over the last half of the game when joe is on the court it's it's us taking the lead you know what I mean? It's us outscoring the Raptors the whole way through. Um, right now, Joe is right now, if you were voting all NBA, right? Joe is first team all NBA center. Joker, the old but Joker has a legit argument. Let me tell you something. If you look at Joker's numbers, I don't know if anyone's paying attention out there. He's averaging a triple double right now. Obviously, it's early. They're but they're winless, they're 0 3. It's early but he's averaging, I think, like 28, 12, and 11 or something like that for a center, which is fucking absurd. That's an unheard of thing for a center to ever do, uh, except for, no, not even Will. Will average eight assists uh, in his, now, nah, you know what? The thing is, is that the way assists have been counted now is different than the way assists were counted back then. Back then, assists were counted in a way that, essentially, it's I pass you the ball and the ball goes up immediately. Now, assists can be a dribble in two steps, you know what I mean? So maybe we'll in today's NBA would we'll be averaging a triple double that way. But um, but either way, that's not the point. Joker has an argument. They're winless, though. We're three and one. When when Joe's playing this year, we're three, and no So, yeah, Joe is the guy right now. You know what I mean? Joe is the guy. He is he and he deserves MVP votes through the first week of the season without a question, especially considering if MVP uses a lot of story. Well, when you're looking at story, considering the fact that we he he doesn't play against Cleveland and we get absolutely fucking destroyed. Well, that tells you how valuable he is. Right. That how valuable he is. Our team is trash once Joe is off the court, which has been nothing. I mean, they showed the stats yesterday, 46 and 66 without Joe on the court. Uh, and listen, that it, the, what's important, it's important to know. Right. Because when you lose any team that loses a player of that caliber. Yeah, it's probably going to have a losing record after that, right? You're going to have a losing record. Except that we're relying – you know what? <clears throat> Before I get into that, let's talk about the positives still. Seth. I thought Seth was the second-best player last night. Um, people are going to probably scream, well, why? But, but, but Toby had 26. We're going to talk about Toby. Seth, I thought, was the second-best player last night. Um, 17 points, hit the biggest three-pointer of the game, you know, on, on a fantastic Joe assist. Joe is on the block – uh, he turns baseline. They essentially triple team him and Joe immediately looks, sees Steph wings out a perfect pass into the shooting pocket. Seth catches it, shoots it. The biggest pass of the game. I mean, the biggest shot of the game. Seth had a couple dimes he had in the first half. He had one, one pass where um, I guess that was off for screen and roll. He, 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 he rolls to the corner, corner of the three point line where, There are two people in between him and Toby in the center, and he puts a bounce pass right in Toby's bread basket, and Toby's able to finish it. Then there is the the play out the behind the back pass, which is the highlight pass. Now credit to Ben on that. It was a great finish by Ben, someone who has not been finishing a fucking thing. Um, That man, Ben, is on a diet because he don't finish his food at all. You know what I mean? He leaves. So he is a picky eater. He's that person that when you go and eat wings this person does not rip the bone apart on the blades, right? He don't rip the bones apart to get into the meat. He leaves the meat in there. He's not doing it. He don't clean, the the, he don't clean the, 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 uh, the drum. He don't clean it. He leave meat throughout the bone. He eats half the chicken and then he leaves the other for whatever. He don't finish anything. All right. He's the man who starts binging a TV show. And then leaves the last two seasons up to chance. You don't even know what's going to happen at the end of the show. He has no idea what's happened to Walter White at this point. He don't know. He ain't not finish it. So Seth is the best player. I thought the second best player last night. Um, So some some timely scoring. Again, Joe goes out. Uh, Toby has two good layups. The other person who scores during that stretch is Seth. Seth, again, hits the biggest three-pointer of the game at the end. That's essentially closes out. My favorite thing about Seth right now is Seth – again, just in control, you know, doesn't seem to really get too high or too low or too anything. You know, he just seems really steady. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's always been Seth. I mean, I've watched Seth here and there. I know Seth has a chip on his shoulder and Seth has a little edge to him. Uh, You know, evidence is last year as he was talking shit to to Paul George. Paul George cheated on his wife years ago. But anyway, that's the point. Um, Seth has an edge to him that I can appreciate. But also just doesn't get too high doesn't get too low that's my favorite thing about Seth right now I thought Seth played excellent yesterday Seth has been a Seth has low-key been a revelation He hit that one banging shot on Kyle Lowry you know kind of dribbling blah 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 step back from the corner fade away you know like a 15-foot fader on Kyle I'm sure Kyle couldn't fucking believe that you know what I mean I if I was Kyle I wouldn't fucking who is this person having a PTSD of guarding Seth? you know Seth got some revenge yesterday um and then Toby was our third best player all right so Toby did score well listen good 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 job toby all right catching and shooting that makes me happy okay I'm glad you're catching and shooting I thought you had a couple good layups you also got blocked uh no I think you got blocked five times this let's look at nifty uh, which has mostly been garbage but they do have a ba which is blocked against oh it's not showing here it shows on the mobile version why why would you show it on the mobile version but not show it here anyway i think he had four blocked against which is four times he was blocked why because toby is not explosive he has no no explosion to him he's unable to explode if he was behind any you could not have him in the military to blow things up because they would not explode things would not explode if you put him in charge of fireworks they would be the worst fireworks. Nothing would explode in the air. It would be a, a sad display of fireworks. Him and Ben are the least explosive guys in the NBA. Amb- they are not explosive, just not explosive. We'll talk about Ben in a second. Toby is not explosive. So he gets blocked a ton of times. I thought he hit three pointers good. I'm not, listen, that's it. That, that's the positive. He, he hit a couple good threes. There's nothing else I can positive say. He had a couple good defensive plays in the third quarter. For the most part, he was fucking abysmal on defense, all right? I don't give a shit what you say, Alain. I don't give a shit what you say, Zoom, although Zoom off. I love you, Mark. Please stay forever. Alain, you can fuck out of here, though. You aren't going to – I watched the game. You're not going to fucking tell me that Toby played great. And and the the thing is, listen, I I wrote notes down. I took notes, but I decided not to – bring the notes here because because it was getting to the point where I felt like I was becoming a hater right where I'm, I'm about to start hating on Toby and disclaimer listen Toby is a great person I love Toby as a person he is a better person than basketball player I think every basketball player would would like that to a certain extent except for Michael Jordan right MJ is the only one who doesn't give a fuck I think most basketball players want to be recognized as a better person than basketball player you know what I mean to an extent Toby's been great in our community God bless him. I love Toby. You know what I mean? And I, I mentioned this last year that sometimes the contract, contract obviously you're, pay, you're paying this contract for him to play basketball but he brings so much to the community that you know what? In, in some ways not on a basketball court, it pays off. This, what we're talking about here is just the basketball game. So I may, you may hear hyperbole and you may hear me talk wild shit but it's only talking about basketball, I'm not talking about him as a person. So with that said You're not going to sit here and tell me Toby had a good game. Toby had an okay game. He scored well. Okay. He scored some, some points. At one point in the first half, he, he was like four for 12 or something. And then in the second half, he closed the gap. He finished 11 for 20. He scored 26 points on 20 shots, which if you know me is not my favorite thing. Cause in, 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 in comparison, Joe scored 29 points on uh, 17 shots. That makes me happy. Why? Because he got to the free throw line a ton. Well, Toby can't get to the free throw line a ton because he's not explosive enough to get to the free throw line. Uh, Toby finished with two turnovers, which I, I think is low. I think some of those turn, I think some may have been turnovers because of bad passes by him, but they get—they got credited to the other player. There was one, the, again, Toby with the dribbling. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it. As soon as Toby gets past three dribbles, it's now getting shaky. You know what I mean? It is it, getting shaky. It's like if, if you uh, – what's that? What are those uh, those beads? They work off kinetic energy, right? So you pull one and they boop, and then the other one comes, and then boop, and then the other one comes, and, and they just keep, they'll go on forever because of kinetic energy. Well, Toby is that if after three of those – it explodes all five of them just disperse and now it's over and you have to reassemble it so when he comes off the screen one two three dribbles finishes perfect one two dribble pull up shot perfect love that i love that pull up shot Toby. i really do i think that's great come off the screen one two dribbles pull up i love that except that once teams realize that toby is a terrible passer they're going to then step up on that force him to pass it to joe which he won't be able to do he will not be able to get that pass um You're not going to tell me he had a good game when I'm watching him in the first quarter, he finishes four for eight for nine points, except that he gives up two wide open three pointers, possibly a third, which I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell the third one might've been Dan. It might've been Ben's fault. It it was kind of weird. It was hard to tell that one. So I didn't, I didn't credit that to him. Gives up two wide open three pointers, one to OG, uh, no, uh, one to OG and one to Van Fleet. Where, where he, vanfleet Van Fleet, you know they come down in transition. Van Fleet is Toby's man for whatever reason. Toby decides Toby wants rebounds. It's clear Toby is hunting rebounds. That's what he's doing. He finishes with eleven rebounds, and the reason is is because he's hunting them. He's hunting rebounds for whatever reason. We've seen Toby get into fights, uh, not not physical fights, but but you know fighting for rebounds with Ben and with Joe. He fights for rebounds. Why? Because he needs that contract to look okay. Because if he finishes scoring 19 points a game but has 10 rebounds, oh, well, he averaged a double-double. Maybe that contract is worth it. No, Toby, we see through that. We don't believe you. You need more motherfucking people. We know what it is. I see it. I'm watching you hunt for rebounds. So you're hunting for rebounds. And every time you're hunting for rebounds, your guy gets an open three-pointer and boop. In the third quarter, Pascal gets two open three-pointers on him. No, he gets one open three-pointer. The other two are Ben's fault uh pascal scores on toby in the first quarter uh just a, a basic essentially bullies toby from t- listen Pascal's a solid player it, you know he could do that fine another play where they, they where toby falls asleep in front of the rim they're kind of in transition they're in transition to slowing down he's in front of the rim pascal is behind him is behind him but for somehow somehow toby loses sight i don't know just falls asleep they pass it and toby's like huh And pass by a wide open lane. Danny, Danny is saving on a lot of these plays. If you're watching this game, Danny is saving Toby on a lot of defensive plays. Because Danny, if you notice, Danny is aggressive to close out everyone. He wants to close out every shot. So when they're swinging the ball, sometimes you're seeing Danny reroute a bunch of times, right? When it's not, maybe that's Danny's fault. Maybe Danny should stop doing that. So Toby knows he needs to rotate to his fucking guy. But 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 whatever, Toby doesn't rotate to anyone for whatever reason. He's not rotating. Danny gets down, blocks blocks Pascal, saves saves that shot. Otherwise, Toby would have essentially the points he scored in the first quarter on four of eight shooting. Scored nine points on four of eight. So on eight shots, he scored nine points. That's not great. Okay, that's okay. It's not great. Is this is a different NBA? This isn't the NBA from twenty years ago. This is the NBA where four of eight shooting on mid-range jump shots, on layups and three-pointers is problematic. If you're staffing and you four for eight, it's fine. You'll probably have 12 points then, right? If you're Toby, you hit one three-pointer, all right, you finish with nine points. So he hit two. What do you, I don't even know how he scored the nine points, honestly. I don't know how you scored nine points on four baskets. Uh, no, I know how he did. He's one three-pointer, obviously, and three field goals. That's not great. Eight possessions to score nine points. That's that's not great. Well, well in, in terms of in terms of points per possession, it's okay. Except that when a guy like him, who isn't the most efficient, is scoring, it's taking everyone else out the game. Right? It's taking everyone else because he he tries to score ISO. That's how he scores. He's not really a great catch and shoot three pointer shooter, even though he's becoming that now. Uh, like over the last few games, that's not his thing. So you scored nine shots on eight. You scored nine points on eight on eight. Field goal attempts, right? But them on four field goal attempts scored eight points. That's problematic. That's not good defense. You're not going to tell me that's good defense. I know better. He had a couple good defensive plays in the third quarter. Most of those defensive plays he did have that were good were because Joe was already there, because Joe was making the defensive play and Toby was come in coming in. Like if you play 2K, if you take play 2K, if you're playing with a big man who has Intimidator on Hall of Fame, which is what Joe has. Now, maybe he has it on Gold, right? Well, that means that already this person who is being guarded by him is going to be easier to block and strip. And Toby is just coming and cleaning that up. That's all he's doing. He's coming and cleaning it up. So, yeah, he played okay defense in the third quarter and in the fourth. He played okay defense. He didn't play good defense. And it gave still gave up open three pointers in both those both the third and fourth open three pointers in the first quarter that gave that that was allowing them to get a pull away from the lead. Why? Because he's hunting rebounds. Don't tell me he had a good game. I don't want to hear it. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear it. He scored well. That's good. We, we got to 100 points yesterday against a very good defensive team. The, Toronto isn't the best defensive team in the NBA right now, but they have aspirations to be. You know what I mean? Everything that Kyle has been saying over the last few days is they want to be really fucking impossible to score on on defense and they showed it at times yesterday we scored 100 we need every one of those baskets from toby so i do appreciate that but i'm not going to sit here and act like my man played great on both sides of the ball when he did not in fact if i'm not mistaken i think og scored his his season high against us just now let's see if i can pull that up let me open this bitch in a new tab here let's open this shit Let's see here. He's averaging 13 points a game. He scored 20 yesterday, uh, right here. Doo, doo, doo. I mean, you can see pretty much looking at this, you know what I mean? Uh, where's points at? Did I pass it? Yeah. Yeah. Right here. So uh, regular season opener was against the Pelicans. He scored eight points. He scored 10 points against San Antonio and then scored 20 points against us with seven 11 shooting. Cause he shot mad open three pointers. Um, you're not going to tell me that he had a good game on both sides of the ball. I'm sorry to tell you. You're not. And I like OG I don't know, but don't get me wrong, but you're not going to tell me. I'm not, I wasn't born yesterday. I watched basketball. I know how to watch basketball. All right. I know how basketball works. I know how to watch it. Toby, you did not play good defense. You need to stop hunting fucking rebounds. You need to stop hunting fucking rebounds. Those are empty. That's bullshit. All right. This is the shit that Russell Westbrook gets accused of. This is the shit that James Harden gets accused of guys who are just standing by the lane doing nothing as their guys are getting off open jump shots because you're hunting for rebounds. Stop that. Stop. Toby, stop, man. You're con- yo, you No stats you put up will ever equal your contract. Let that go. If that's what you're trying to play at, you'll never equal your contract. I am sorry to tell you. Okay. That is that. Ben, bro, what are you doing? what are you doing here's another. you know he doesn't hunt rebounds like toby actually does i'll be real he doesn't hunt rebounds he actually grabs some good rebounds in traffic so i'm not even going to shit on on ben's rebounding ben rebounded well yesterday finished with 12 rebounds i think it was Uh, let's see 11 points 13 rebounds seven assists uh how many turnovers did he have uh no why why are you doing that let's come over here um Ben finished with three turnovers. Um, which that I don't know if that Toby pass, because the the stupid Toby pass, I, I forgot to finish that. He's ribbling up the court on a fast break. He throws a terrible pass to Ben, which ricochets off Ben's hands out of bounds because it's way too high. I don't know who whose turnover that went to. That is Toby's turnover. It's a bad pass, it's a bad decision in the first place to take off with that ball. But there's that one stupid fucking Ben, Ben, who who might have been Joe's fault. Because Ben is out of bounds expecting to give the ball to Joe, it looked like. That's what it looked like, right? So this is that situation where you have a quarterback who's throwing a pass, a timing pass at a receiver and the receiver is not at the right spot, right? Well, whose interception would that be on? You know what I mean? Is that the quarterback's interception or is that the receiver's interception? Whose fault is that, right? That looks like he's expecting Joe to turn. Joe never turns to the ball, so he throws it in between Joe and Toby or whatever the fuck he's doing, and, uh, it, you know, turnover. Um, the other – he had uh, the one of the turnovers uh, – both the other turnovers, I think, are actually on offensive fouls. So, you know what, that turnover, that, that definitely was on Toby because those other two were on offensive fouls. Terrible, terrible driving. The problem with Ben is, again, not explosive, just like Toby. He doesn't finish, and he's not explosive. So not only is his fireworks not exploding, he doesn't finish the wings. He, this was known coming out of college. People had talked about this. He's uber-athletic, right? So this is a little more complicated. This gets a little more deeper. Because while he's athletic, that doesn't mean he's explosive, You're right? You can have someone who is quick, but not fast. And you can have someone who's fast, but not quick. So he's not explosive. That means he can't really blow by his guy. And you see it coming from a mile away. Most offensive fouls, mind you, Kyle is elite at doing this, but most offensive fouls get drawn because that player who is on the move, the offensive player on the move, is not explosive enough to get to the spot before the defender gets it. The defender sees it coming from a mile away, so he's there already. He beats you to the spot and gets the offensive foul drawn on you. Ben doesn't quite have the quickness to get there. Ben is great in the open court, grabbing the rebound and going. Great at that. But breakaway speed is fantastic. But the first step is not impressive. No one is impressed with his first step. That's why he doesn't finish effectively. Ben, the other thing coming out of college was his length. He wasn't. He didn't have elite length. He has. He's just tall. He's not long. Giannis is long. That's why when he gets to the post, he dunks on centers, right? Toby Ben is not long, even though they're the same height. They're pretty they're almost the same height but he's not as long. So off the bat, he's not explosive. That means he can't beat his guy off the dribble. He can't get by him to finish and he's not long, so he has no no elite way to finish over defenders. He is not a good finisher. This is a problem right now. This is a problem. Now listen. This happened last year. Ben last year in the first game of the season against the Celtics scored 30. I think he had like it was it was like a weird Ben game. He had like 30 points, three rebounds and three assists. It was like a weird Ben game. 30, like you know, to have that many points and then that low rebounds and assists, and then after that, pretty much took off the rest of November. He did not play basketball for the rest of November. Almost, you know what I mean? He was showing up to the game, but he wasn't playing. I don't think he was there. No, he did log minutes, but he played terrible. And at that point, that's when all the conversation about who's better, Brandon Ingram or Ben Ben or Brandon Ingram, right? That that's how they're that's why they're always linked. Who's better between them? Because through November and most of December, Ben had left the door open. Then, end of December into January, Ben takes a step up on defense, becomes way more aggressive on defense. Then people are now talking about Ben as an elite defensive player, and starts scoring more effectively, starts creating more effectively, more assists, more rate. He starts doing everything better, and people are like, take they, people begin to take the step back. Over the last six of the se- six weeks of the season before COVID shut everything down, Ben looked elite. Ben season stops, go into the bubble. Ben is not playing well before he gets injured. He's already not playing well, and now again we're back not playing well. Ben. So I had a revel, you know, before my revelation. Shake is continuing his plummet. He hit. He did hit a big three pointer, a, a pretty relatively big three pointer. It was the only three pointer he hit in the game. Um. He, his passes, I don't know what's going on with him. I guess he's been watching a lot of Carson Wentz tape because his passes are all high. They're sailing. I don't know why. This is basketball, Shake. Why are your passes sailing like this? Why is everyone catching your pass out of position, having to stretch, stretch like Armstrong to catch the pass? Why is that happening? I don't know. I don't know why that's happening, Shake. Tyrese, back down to earth plummeted again as i've been saying the 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 tyrese i mean tyrese is so back down to earth he is the second coming at this point the way he's come back down to earth you know what i mean he is the second coming right now which would be a good thing except it's not that's so sacrilegious i'm so sorry Matisse i don't know what to say? I'm sorry. There was silence. You're not supposed to have that long a silence on, on a. That was what you call a pregnant pause. That pause was so pregnant, it, it's finna give birth. It's nine months. It's due. Matisse looks bad. Now he's forcing things. So there's that one play where he drives, where he drives, where where it's um almost like a give and go. He gives it up, cuts back door. Uh, Seth gives him a good pass, and instead of Matisse hitting Mike Scott in the opposite corner who is wide open just a bounce pass, Matisse. You see it bounce pass to Mike Scott. No, he goes up contorts his body instead of even trying to draw the foul, right? That's how you draw. You draw fouls by going into someone's body and trying to finish. Maybe you get blocked like Toby does because Toby is not explosive. So he's always, he's never going to get that ball. He's not going to get that call. Toby and Ben don't get those. They're not explosive enough to get those calls. Matisse, should have passed that to Mike Scott. So now he's pressing to score. Matisse looks, uh, again, no offensive ability. We have two guys in our rotation with no real offensive ability. Ben was going to shoot a three. I'm pretty sure he was going to shoot that one corner three. Uh, based on how it, he, he almost double dribbled, right? Because he was intent on shooting, but OG closed out on him for whatever reason. I mean, OG just wants to play defense. OG wakes up defending things. You know what I mean? Like, he just wakes up. He's just guarding his alarm clock. You know, when he hits the snooze, he blocks it. You know what I mean? That's the OG just wants to play defense. So for whatever reason, closes out on Ben and Ben then puts the ball back on the floor, you know? So it looks like a hazzy, but it's really not. He was about to pull that, which, which would have been nice. I would have liked that. Um, Matisse, you got to pass that ball. Right now, you have no offensive ability. You can't finish anything. You can't shoot anything. You're doing nothing for us. Uh, Mike Scott, I thought he played okay. It was a minus 14. Listen, the, the, the problem with, it, with this, you're looking at the plus minus numbers here. Um, the problem with the plus minus numbers right here, this is why plus minus can be a little bit uh, suspect because Matisse, Dwight, and Mike Scott were in a lineup where everyone, where all, the entire bench was in the lineup, essentially. You know what I mean? We need to stop doing that. I think I think Doc is going to figure that out because in the fourth quarter, he said Ben da- He sat Joe down for pretty much two minutes and immediately brought him back in because he knew. well, oh, fuck this. Whoa, what? Whoa, Ben. Uh, Joe. I'm sorry. Get back in there. And Joe came back in. One good thing about Joe, I forgot to mention, beating everyone down court. In Doc Rivers' press conference yesterday, he said, you know, if Joe can do that five times a game, then, you know, I don't want him to do it all the time because he'd be exhausted. Listen, Doc, a lot of centers have do- done this. Hakeem was, was like, very good at beating centers down the court. So was Shaq. Would beat everyone down the court to get early post position. That's just, like, regular thing that centers do. You know what I mean? It's a thing that centers do. One, but the credit I will give to Joe is Joe was doing it early and often played a lot of minutes. And so Joe's conditioning is a lot better. That's my point. Joe's conditioning is a lot better. In the first half, I was concerned because he looked, it was, I was giving flashbacks of Joe last year where he's in this full lather. Like he just played 48 minutes before this game. You know what I mean? But with that said, by the end, it was no longer a concern. He he still finished. He still finished good. I think he still needs to condition a little bit better, but this is definitely better than previously. You know what I mean? It's just better than he was previously. Um, Conditioning is better. So my revelation. Yeah, I had a revelation. We almost have to trade for James Harden as much as I don't want to. Because now I'm I'm seeing the problem here. Ben has an upside, for sure. Ben has an upside. The problem the problem is not completely Ben's fault. The problem is our team has a very distinct ceiling. And you see that ceiling every single time Joe's on the bench. It doesn't matter who's in the game when Joe's on the bench. Which I, I want to talk about that because Doc has had, for many years, Doc has been, uh, has been, one of Doc's worst attributes is his lineups. that People have been talking about that forever. Terrible lineups. His rotation is trash. Doc, you may want to give it a try looking at having more Ben and Toby together on the court. So hopefully equal one very good player and more Joe with some of the bench guys on the court to try to, uh, to try to mitigate the bench woes. You know what I mean? Maybe we get a lineup of, of Maxi shake. All uh, right. You know, if you want to put a starter in there, Maxi shake, Seth, Danny, something like that, you know, like a small ball lineup with, with Joe playing the four, I would like to see a lineup like that. Where Mate- we're where, where and Maxi can create off the dribble shake, danny and seth can all shoot Maxie doesn't look like he can shoot and you know see how that works i would like to see that lineup and then you have a lineup of of um or or maybe you know maybe it's seth and not danny or maybe it's danny and not seth and then you have seth ben and uh, yeah probably that makes sense have another ball handler with seth ben and Toby with Shake, you know, bleeding over into both of these and Dwight Howard, something like that. Or go small, and put Mike Scott at the five in that lineup to have more shooters around Ben. I don't know. You need to, you're going to need to stagger these lineups. I don't like this. You know, I don't like this. Even though yesterday was interesting. Joe played almost the whole first quarter and Ben sat first, which is something we've never seen before. Typically, Ben played well, well, with, with breast lineups. Ben would play the whole first quarter. Joe would sit, you know, in the first six minutes. We play the first six minutes and that's it. Um, the point is we have a clear ceiling with this team. And this is, it's, it's not just Ben's fault. There is a clear ceiling on Ben. It's actually Toby's fault. And it's not Toby's fault. Toby got paid. Do what you think. You got to do your thing. Toby got paid. He got traded for it. He got paid. Good for you, Toby. You know what I mean? Good for you. You know, honestly, whatever. That deal was whatever. You know what I mean? What, what what did we really give up for Toby? Draft picks, uh, uh, Landry, who uh, Landry, I like. He's a bench guy. You know, He's, it's not like we gave up a ton, ton for draft picks. It's just that they knew they weren't going to play. They knew they weren't going to pay Toby, just like every team before it knew. We took, the, we took the bait. We took the bait. We signed Toby and we kept him. Um, there is a clear ceiling here because of Toby's contract. And that's the problem. We can't move off that contract. We can't. No one's going to trade for that contract, unfortunately. There's just nobody. There's no one. There's no other bad contracts unless the Pacers decide they are not going to resign Victor Oladipo and say, well, we don't want to lose Victor for nothing. We'll trade you Victor for Toby straight up. Maybe that could be an option if they're not going to resign Oladipo. Maybe that can be an option. You know what I mean? And that would be great, putting Victor with with Ben, I think, raises our ceiling because Victor is a good one-on-one player. He can break down a defense, can also catch and shoot. Um, But even though Toby doesn't really make sense on that team is the problem, um, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do with his contract. So we have a clear ceiling. We have a very clear, distinct ceiling. Because of Toby, it's not completely Ben's fault. Because of that, to get out of that, if you want to raise the ceiling, so that on days when Joe doesn't play or when Joe is off the court, James Harden can carry the team. Do I love all the background shit? No. If I'm Doc Rivers, I get on a phone. I, Daryl, let's. Can we talk to James? Can we call James real quick? Get the burner phones. I don't want the NBA to trace it back. So I fuck it. Whatever. We'll give him a draft pick. Fuck the NBA. James. We want to trade for you, but we got some demands. We got some questions for you, and we're gonna murder you if you don't follow these. That's it. We're gonna take your whole family for ransom, and you're dead if you don't listen to these demands. You're gonna come here, and we want you moving the ball. We don't want this bullshit that you're doing over here in 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 Houston. We don't want you sitting there dribbling the air out of the ball for for 30 seconds out of the 24 second shot clock. We want the ball move. We want ball movement here. Okay. We don't care about you getting assists. Do your thing. We don't care about you shooting. We want some ball movement. We want the offense going through Joe and we want sh- and we want the offense going through you and Joe equally. Not just you. We want it going through Joe and you equally. We want both of you guys scoring 30 a game. Okay. And if you want to win, you're going to have to cut this shit out. This nightlife shit that we're that we're all hearing about, that Daryl, Daryl's here. He told us all about it. This nightlife shit, you're going to have to cut that shit out to an extent, bro. You're going to have to cut that in half, at least. You're going to have to cut that in half. And we don't want you coming here influencing Joe. And one thing I noticed, one of the reasons why I feel somewhat comfortable with this is because one thing I noticed watching the game last night, and I watched it again this morning, is that Toby and Joe seem to have a good relationship, a really good relationship, actually. To the point where if you watch them on a bench, I see more Joe and Toby interaction than I see Joe and Ben interaction. And the reason why I mention that is because based on Doc's interview last night after the game, Doc had mentioned how Toby a couple times demanded on the floor that we get the ball to Joe. Essentially telling Ben, get the ball to Joe, right? And that tells me something. You know, we've long suspected that Ben and Joe maybe can't play together. I think that's overrated because Ben and Joe have had a lot of success together. It's as you bring in all these other players and personalities, things get stretched thin. Well, that's the problem, right? So we brought in Toby, who, who is now demanding this of Ben or whatever you want to call it, but we can't get rid of Toby. He's not an asset to us. So do you try to get rid of Ben for James Harden? And does that mean can Toby as a leader, as a voice, hold these guys to some sort of account with Danny Green and Toby? It's hard when you're not doing shit. Seth is playing well. Maybe he can help. Can these guys with Doc's voice keep Joe in line, we don't, listen, I don't know the truth about Joe, right? I'm gonna be clear, I don't, I've never heard anything about Joe being out in the nightlife and all that. We've seen Joe be out, but nothing crazy. All these NBA players, all these players enjoy the nightlife, right, to a certain extent, and who doesn't, right? We've never heard that being an issue with Joe, let's be clear. And now as Joe's becoming a veteran, he's maturing, he looks like he gives a fuck about it less right now. Can we keep Joe in line when James Harden comes here? Is Joe gonna stay in line? That's the questions that have to be answered. If you can answer those questions confidently, then the answer is you're going to have to trade for James Harden at this point. And look, this could change. Maybe by February, Ben is back and I'm like, no, we can't trade. Ben is looking like motherfucking Kawhi on defense again because he's playing okay defense, but he's not the same defender. Weak side right now is getting he's getting crushed off ball. He's getting absolutely crushed off again. He gave up a bunch of open three pointers Half of those three pointers, the reason why Pascal finished with as many points as he did is because he shot all those open three pointers while Ben was guarding him. So you're gonna you're gonna have to do a little bit more, right on defense. And maybe this can change if Ben defense, and then he's finishing better. Who knows? Maybe it can change. But even if it changes, I can't help but think there is a clear ceiling here on Ben's game. There's a clear ceiling on this three, this triumvirate of guys: Joe, Ben, and Toby. And I think maybe the answer is that you're trading Ben for James Harden. And I don't know what that trade looks like. You know what I mean? If you're trading Ben, you're going to have to keep Toby because you're going to need a guy a personality that can, again, just based on what I see, the interactions on the court, again, Toby and Joe seem to have a very good relationship. So you're going to have to keep Toby here. You're not going to trade Ben and Toby. I don't think they would want Toby's contract, if I'm being honest. I don't think they would want Toby's contract anyway. It would probably be Ben, Shake, um, Draft picks, maybe even Maxi. hopefully not Maxie, because um, we need someone who can handle, who can ball handle. So I would hope Shake, Ben, and draft picks. Shake, Ben, here's three picks. Maybe not three picks. Here's two first-round picks. Unprotected. Give us James. And you run out there with James, you run out there with Toby, you run out there with Seth, you run out there with Danny, and you run out there with Joe. And that's a championship team, I think. Unfortunately. And I, I don't want to lose Ben. Let me be clear. But watching Ben right now, it's clear to me. And when when Joe isn't playing, it's clear to me right now. Ben just he's a li- He is a li- big liability on offense. And if he's not playing, if he's not playing elite, elite level defense, first team all NBA defense, defensive player of the year quality defense which is hard to maintain. It's easy to score. It's hard to play defense at that level every game. If you're not playing defense at that level, you're a liability right now, Ben. That's a shame. That sucks. That makes me sad. That was my revelation. We have the magic next. The magic are four and all right now. Some of their wins are, you know, whatever they'd be OKC yesterday, Uh, but they're playing well. Listen, that that, the the magic are a great testament to what I always talk about when it comes to continuity. And look, the magic aren't going to go far. They have a very clear ceiling because they don't have anyone who's, I would consider a superstar on that team. Vucevic is the closest thing. And he, I don't think he's a superstar. He's an all-star. He's not a superstar basketball player. I'm sorry to say, um, Markel playing well this year so far, you know, they got guys. They need Jonathan Isaac. gives them a lot on defense, um, but they're four and oh, they did this two years ago in the first month of the season. They were the best team in the East and then they fucking collapsed. Um, so we'll see, you know, the magic give us headaches when we play them for whatever reason we get headaches. They give us splitting migraines um but we that's a winnable game we could lose it after that I think we play Charlotte back to back um so that's it everyone uh probably not this week I think next week you know this week's another holiday at the end of the week next week I'll probably start doing a uh weekly NBA podcast where I talk about the NBA in general so you know obviously you get your Sixers podcast and then you'll get a bonus NBA episode like an NBA free-for-all where I talk about everything as you know your boy I'm just a basketball addict you know I'm just the addict of basketball uh, just all I do, I'm, I, I'm scratching and itching all day about basketball. So, uh, everybody, you know the deal. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear a fucking dumb mask. Mask your stupid face. I hate it anyway. Um, Black Lives Matter. Arrest the Cops. We killed Breonna Taylor. Um, everyone stay safe out there. See you next time. Yeah. Uh, 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 yo. Justice for the blind, just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind. Used to come in-